0: hundred and sixty two games of baseball a season can feel like a grind to watch, but you can put the excitement back into each and every game with my bookie run lines, money lines, props galore. Nobody gives you more opportunities to win than my bookie getting started is simple deposit three hundred dollars and play with two hundred dollars instantly. Just use promo code ZABE to claim a MyBookie deposit bonus. Whether you're a diehard fan or a newcomer to the sport, there's never been a better time to join the MyBookie family. Go ahead and sign up today using promo code ZABE to secure your first deposit bonus up to $1,000 with MyBookie. Whatever you put in, they'll meet halfway all the way up to $1,000. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.com. Add FitBod to your workout essentials. Join today to get your personalized workout plan. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at FitBod.me slash Zabe. That's F-I-T-B-O-D.me slash Zabe. Today on the ZabeCast, if it feels like the Leviathan that is, Lord Football has begun to turn over in bed you're not alone. Listener feedback on a variety of issues, plus the new NFL Game Pass. Could we be getting more for less? Also, should Soldier Field have a roof? And is Bill Belichick a big, fat meanie? Your 35-minute uncensored bonus edition of Pure Me is locked and loaded, so buggle up and let's go. Oh, ho, 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 ho. here we go. Tuesday, July 26, 2022. Thank you for downloading. Well, once again, Lord Football has begun to rustle and turn over and make noises and start to awaken from his long off-season slumber. And it is glorious. I feel like on this Tuesday although I sit here and record this on a Monday, Monday was the day in which all the gears and the machinery, or so it seemed, of the great content factory that is the NFL, a television show about quarterbacks, the greatest episodic weekly sports reality show in the history of the planet. I feel like it's all stirring into motion right now. First new episode of Good Morning Football with Jamie Erdahl replacing Kay Adams. I saw a story today that Kay Adams could be woo being wooed. She might be, she might be being wooed. She may be getting wooed. She might woo. K. Adams might sign a deal with FanDuel to host a gambling-specific NFL show. Unlike a fan duel dedicated channel for gambling. Of course, why not? It's all gambling these days. Now look, for the right amount of money, it's a smart thing to do. But man, to, to just buttonhole yourself into the gambling angle alone. Oh man, I don't know how that would be satisfying. I don't know how... I guess for the right amount of money, you could do it. But it, it just doesn't seem to me like it'd be very fulfilling. But look, she's going to get a lot of money. She's very talented. She's the one still out there. Everyone thought she would have landed by now. Uh, Google is making a play for a Sunday ticket. I need to find out, am I auto-renewed on TV for Sunday ticket? Because I think this year I'm out. Because I will not be in my basement for at least half of the games half of the Sundays during the NFL season because I'll be doing stuff at Lambeau Field with the Green Bay Packers as we are. Your new home of the Green Bay Packers on 97.3 The Game in Milwaukee and statewide on the Packer Radio Network. So I got to make sure that that's not going to be billed to me. I did notice, got the email, that my so-called, what is it? The uh, NFL Game Pass... By the League is now going to be called something different. It's going to be called NFL Streaming Plus Premium. And the email said, oh, don't worry. You are already signed up, and it's going down by $20. Here, let's read this email. Your NFL Game Pass subscription will transition to NFL Plus and will go down from... $99 a year to $79 a year, and I'll be billed on August 1st. Now, NFL Game Pass used to be log on, watch any game in the league in its entirety, or a condensed version, or the all-22s from multiple angles. Phenomenal deal. I've heard some horror stories already about the new NFL Plus Premium annual package. It's hard for me to believe we're gonna get everything we got before and for twenty less dollars. But we shall see. Okay, let's get to some emails because they've been piling up on my inbox, and I need to get through them and uh, some more interesting. So here we go. Mark Colling in Indiana writes to say the live talk on the Capitol Golf Gang is reaching insufferable proportions. He said you guys doth protest too much about the live. Let that tour do what it wants. How am I preventing that tour from doing anything? You all seem to be saying these are old washed up dudes that really weren't or aren't the best anymore. Then you bemoan that they left. If they are irrelevant, then why do you guys care? That is not my position. I have said time and time again, please hear me, Mark, and everyone else, the live tour makes perfect sense for certain people. I would say for Graham McDowell, Ian Poulter, Lee Westwood, probably Sergio, probably Louis Oosthuizen, but not for Henrik Stenson. Henrik Stenson, I think, made a bad decision. Yeah, it's a lot of money, but again, what's he going to do with the extra money? He... He stepped out. He broke a contract with the Ryder Cup to be the captain of Team Europe. I think the long run of history, that's not going to view that very well. But, hey, he's got money for his kids and his grandkids and everyone else. I think Mickelson fucked up. I think Mickelson should have kept his reputation clean and retired as the new Arnold Palmer. But Mickelson loves money and probably needs money. So it's different for everybody. Young guys, like amateurs, who aren't yet on the PGA Tour, it's a no-brainer if they get offered a big chunk of money to go to the Live because they haven't yet started their PGA Tour career. You can't be suspended from a tour you never were on in the first place. So it's different for everybody. But my basic take on the Live Tour is this. It is a junk concept that has a long runway. In other words, it's a loaded 747 that is painted in gold and has diamond accoutrements inside. It is the most expensive, fully loaded, luxury 747 of an idea with a long runway, but will it fly? I think the answer is no. Now, they, I saw today there was an SI.com article that said their year two plan is going to be different than year one. And they're on a ramp to include a relegation of the bottom four guys in the 48-man live tour. And they are going to have a qualifying tournament. So there is a way to theoretically play your way into the LIV. In other words, the more they move the needle, the more they'll become like the regular PGA Tour. But we shall see. All this music stuff. Oh, there's bands playing. It's a party. It's a golf tournament, for God's sakes. Anyway, well, anyway uh, Mark says, you know, I don't want to sound like a complete asshole, but I never, never understand why people assign motives and values to others when they do something other than what you would have done personally. Most of them leave for the money. Yes. Did you leave D.C. for Wisconsin for the money? Maybe, partially. I left because it was my best opportunity. And it's not the difference between 10x the amount of money you could spend in a lifetime and 20x the amount of money you can spend in a lifetime. It was the difference between continuing in radio in a job that's exciting and can support my family or driving an Uber. There's a slight difference right there. Uh, This one from Joby Turner. I will never give Jay shit again. He totally redeemed himself. I love that guy. He's too honest not to like. Sincerely, Joby. On the negative side, uh, let's see here. Oh, hold on a second. Uh, This one from, I, I do have a negative J email. I'll get to it in a second. This one from Brian, Bishop of Butler, Indiana, Brian Lucas. Enjoy, Bishop of Butler, Brian name and city, name and city, name and city, helps me out here. Steed, as we all look to fill the empty void of Midsummer Sports chasm, I heard a great interview on the Mike Rowe podcast with Rick Beto, B-E-A-T-O. YouTube or podcast search for Rick Beto and the What Makes This Song Great. If you want to totally geek out on music and breaking down songs we all enjoy, I think you will really dig this one. Enjoy. Uh, Yes, another wonderful piece of content that is out there in the ocean of consumable content that I would like to avail myself on. Here's the negative on Jay. Name withheld. He writes, Zabe, I preface this by saying I do enjoy Jay on the podcast. He either has no recollection, though, of the movie Get Out, or he completely missed the point. The movie was a metaphor for how white liberals infect and enslave the minds of black people to do their bidding. All the white characters are your stereotypical, woke, white folks. I ask again for you or Jay or both to read Black Rednecks and White Liberals by Thomas Sowell, at least the essays detailing how African American culture is really an appropriation of the culture of the Jezebel South. White Europeans that settled in slave states. It's really informative. Love you and love Jay's conversations. Keep it up. Name redacted for obvious reasons. Well, didn't see the movie, and I'm not going to read the book, although I know who Thomas Sowell is, and I think he is very smart. Adam Turgeon. Hey, Zabe, I'm a little late in catching up over the weekend. On last Thursday's episode of the Big Ten and Positioning 2 Super Leagues, with all these teams vying to get in, how do they handle the likes of Northwestern and, say, Vanderbilt? Are the lower-level teams that aren't filling the stadiums or aren't competitive as part of the top 20 teams, are they just accepted into the conference? Or is there any way the conference can or would write a check and politely ask them to be on their way? (laughs) <laughs> sort of like a casino host saying, uh, sir, we think your action is too strong. Well, in this case, it wouldn't be too strong. It would be too weak. Where they just flip you a dinner ticket going. <laughs> or no, when you lose sometimes. In a, in a casino, if you put out a lot of money and you get wiped out quickly, the, uh, an astute pit boss will make sure to sort of filter over. And as you're getting up from the table, quietly and discreetly greet you and say, sir, thank you for playing with us tonight. Here's uh, a coupon for dinner and a show, and we thank you for staying here. Sort of a, uh, a consolation prize to soothe the wound. I don't know if that would be the case with these conferences. I would imagine conferences don't want 20 totally ball-breaking, difficult programs. It'd be too hard. I think you want some sort of easy A's, so to speak, at the bottom of the conference. You want some respite in the schedule, I would think. And maybe you want, you know, some smart schools to boost your academics if you, well, still give a shit about academics, which may or may not be the case. It's kind of like the theory of Lucky Charms with all marshmallows and no corn puffs is, in theory, appealing, but try it once. It's not good. It's too many marshmallows. Too many good teams, I don't think, is good for a conference. This one from Jay Statham. Good old Annie Poland. Zabe, he never changes. His daughter gives birth, but he can't go see her due to COVID protocols. And that is good enough for him. Shaking my head. Yes, indeed. Speaking of COVID, Somebody pointed out that the podcast in which I talked about COVID, and I'm not sure if I put it in the written description of the episode summary, but maybe the algorithm listened to these spoken words on the Spotify platform, heard that I was talking about COVID, maybe somehow deduced that I was not towing the official government line on COVID and slapped a warning on it. Or not a, you know, not a warning per se, but it says learn about COVID-19 on that Cat's Got the Athlete's Activist Tongue episode. Anyway, Spotify. (laughs) Unbelievable. I I now want to kind of play with it and just include a little COVID talk. One day, I'll spout exactly what the authorities are saying, and the next day, I'll say something completely contrarian and see which one gets flagged. This one from Jimmy Schultz, or James E. Schultz. Dumb questions, Abe. Why is everyone calling Dolphins head coach Mike McDaniel a genius and have already enshrined him in Canton? He may very well turn out to be a great head coach, but he's being treated like the second coming of Bill Walsh. Coordinator for one year, didn't even call plays in the game. I'm just saying maybe everyone should slow down a bit and give the guy a chance and then see if he's greater or or not. Just thinking. Well, there is groupthink and herd mentality in the media, as you well know, that is ridiculous at times. I think Mike McDaniels is the. Biracial coaching unicorn, the media cannot resist as catnip. Young, good looking, biracial, like I said. He is great in interviews. The media loves guys that give him good sound, and they want him to succeed. But you could fill up a bucket of these young, hotshot. Highly-touted coaches, the supposed geniuses that turned out to be anything but. People raved about Adam Gase. Adam Gase. Old Google-eye Adam Gase. Which I shouldn't make fun of because that's, I think, a condition called nystagmus, where your eyeballs start going crooked. P.S., you tell Charge he can take as long as he wants to tell a story because he always makes it interesting and funny. He is your best guest next to Jay. Sincerely. Jim Schultz. Yeah, a lot of that. <laughs> Here's one from Stephen in Columbus, Georgia. Screw that Connor guy who complained about Charch in his Hedy Lamar story. It was great. Connor sounds like a millennial that has the attention span of a hummingbird on crack. That's what made Paul Harvey great. His 10 minute stories, you had to wait until the conclusion of his 11 minute dialogue to hear the rest of the story. Go dogs, Stephen, in Columbus, Georgia. On the political front, David Boll, B-O-L-L, says, Zabe, when it comes to Rush, the musical group, they've been libertarians from the onset. In fact, Ayn Rand is thanked in the liner notes of several of their albums. I should have known that. Have they commented? The surviving members of Rush, because I do believe Neil Pert passed away not so long ago, have they commented as Canadians on the absolute batshit lunacy of the Justin Trudeau administration? Are they vociferously against everything that's been done north of the border? I'd like to know that. Something tells me, what a scene. Somebody say, hey, you know what? Rush gets it. Take a look. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match. You need Indeed. Another one. Don't listen to these jabronis. From Adam. There's too many emails criticizing your show and the podcast. I wanted to show some support. I thoroughly enjoyed the break from sports talk as we were at a rather low point with things going on last week. Charges, Hedy Lamar story was fantastic and well articulated. I was fascinated the entire time. The week of podcast has been the best I've heard In quite some time, the Darren Ravel episode was fantastic, and Charge, along with Jay, are my favorites. Thank you. This one from Robert Doc Young regarding whiskey and the guillotine leagues. Zabe, I uh, listened to your producer, Josh. Or listen, you say your producer Josh was being kicked out of the whiskey league because he's not a bourbon guy, and the thought of 17 nice, delicious bottles of whiskey just sitting on a shelf mostly unopened has me doing my best iron eyes Cody impression with a single tear rolling down my face. You'll have to Google that reference if you're not old enough to remember. Iron eyes Cody was the fake Native American who appeared in these series of ads in the late 70s on television in which He took a glance at America's polluted rivers, and it brought him to a a single tear to fall down his cheek. Turns out that Iron Ice Cody was actually Sicilian, not Native American. That was also referenced to the Sopranos, but Google it. You'll you'll find all the details. Anyway, you suggested a 32-team Super League to Charge where everyone is grinding like crazy for some really marginal players, but then Charge ruled it out because one team gets chopped every week. Actually, why not just eliminate more than one team each week? So therefore, in week 18, the two remaining teams would face off for the championship. Of course, nobody really wants the championship decided in week 18 when the teams are resting starters, etc., but you could do a 17-week league with 34 teams. I uh I kind of like that idea. A whiskey Super League Mark Shadovich regarding Aaron Torres Abe I send this every time he's on he's great please keep him on a monthly or quarterly basis if you can good day sir yes I will definitely do that because he really digs into has a great passion for an encyclopedic knowledge of current college football and college basketball Phil Peterson on the soccer match at Lambeau Field the friendly Between Man City and Bayern Munich, it was rain shortened to 80 minutes, not 90. And they had to chase everybody off the field as thunderstorms came rolling through. There was a weird incident with A.J. Dillon, who has become a cult favorite, even though he's still technically RB2 in that offense. Cult favorite up there in Wisconsin. <clears throat> uh, for those that don't know, he also has been proclaimed the mayor of Door County, which is a little county on a peninsula north of Green Bay on the water, which is apparently idyllic. I've never been, but I need to go. AJ Dillon was down there, you know, on the field, sort of on the warning track in the one of the end zones, hyping up the crowd. He was wearing his Bayern Munich jersey or kit, as they call it looking like every bit of quadzilla just a full on badass nfl running back and he w- was down there to hype up the crowd while they were waiting out the rain delay and he said he was you know escorted down there by security so he's down there hyping them up and one cop one hardo cop who didn't get the memo or maybe doesn't know who the fuck aj dillon is decides to start giving him shit so when Dylan's about to go jump Lambo Leap style into the crowd, he grabs him by the horse collar or by the back of his jersey, pulls him back, says something in his ear. Dylan says something back, and then the cop gives him a, you know, a punk-ass shove. It was a very bad look and very weird that this would go down this way, but afterwards, Dylan being the classy guy that he is, said, look, I appreciate all of the officers in Green Bay that keep us safe during the games and work the games, and there's no problem here. It was a simple misunderstanding, and we're good. Dylan then was released, or not released, but you know, he got a little shove from the cop who was being a bit of a dick, it looks like, and he went and jumped up, did the Lambo leap, which is no small leap, like it was nothing. The two giant thighs firing like giant rockets. Straight up into the crowd. Anyway, regarding the game, which was a sellout, and that fraud, no-talent Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio leaned into his stupid comments from Friday, in which he said, "I'll bet they'll lie about the attendance, not having any clue as to the significance and import of international friendlies at an iconic venue like Green Bay at Lambeau Field. That would, of course, be a sellout. He leaned into it going, oh, it's cardboard cutouts. Oh, ho, ho, ho. oh, yeah, it was Photoshopped. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Stooge. Anyway, Phil Peterson writes to say, regarding the Lambo turf, it's probably not insignificant that the reason the Packers were able to host that exhibition was because the turf is so good. You don't want multi, 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 multi-million dollar players playing on shitty and unknown turf or a bad pitch, as it were. Basically, Lambeau has the same turf as the Europeans do in the Premier Leagues, and the company from Europe that does the grow lights and the partially synthetic fibers that keep it all together approach the Packers as their entry point into the North American market. So, of course, they'd want to broker that match. Phil says, I talked to the guy. He was easy to talk to. Maybe he could be a guest for the Zabecast. Yes, I should track him down. Take care. Have a great summer. When you're up for training camp, you're inclined, if you're inclined for a boat cruise in the Fox or the Bay, give me a call. I'd be happy to take you out for a ride. Well, maybe we'll overplan and do just that. Okay, there's a sampling of the email that comes into my inbox. Just a, a small sampling of it, not all of it. But a small sampling at least. A couple other things before we wrap today. This is interesting. Kyler Murray's contract includes a clause that says he's required to spend four hours of independent study watching game film per week. It was important to the team making a commitment at that level to get that in there. And it was also important to Murray, according to Ian. I don't like the look and the feel of it. You should be grinding over game tape just to keep getting better in the league because it's your job, because you want to be better. It shouldn't be in the contract. Like, hey, we're going to monitor you on your iPad looking at game film. Besides, unless they have a camera that lights up, that sinks your face in front of or Kyler Murray's face in front of the iPad going through plays and maybe answering simple questions like, what was that? Cover two, cover three. What was that? What was the play call on this? If they don't do that, you could probably teach your dog to go through the game film. Not that he would, but I'm just saying. Christian Kirk is one of those guys you're like, how did that guy get paid so much money? The Jaguars, Jaguars splurged for whiteout Christian Kirk. And CBS Sports HQ has a story saying, I think this is a big year for Christian Kirk. We shall see. Bill Belichick has decided not to name an OC or a DC. It's very unconventional. And I saw on Monday morning on ESPN the bottom-line topic bar, which said, is Bill Belichick abusing his powers in New England? (laughs) I tweeted out, I said, is this a thing? Like, who thinks this? Who is creating topics at the worldwide leader in sports? Talk about a nothing burger. Oh, my God, he's abusing his power. Yeah, what'd he do? Well, he just said, I'm not going to name an OC or a DC. It's actually great if you're the media up there because now you've got a storyline. Now you've got something to dig at all year. You've got something to sort of sleuth around and go, well, who is calling the plays? And if it goes poorly, oh, it'll be a field day. Rest in peace, Paul Sorvino. The actor who was on both sides of the law, first in Goodfellas, And then later in life on Law & Order has died at the age of 83. If you're trying to remember who Paul Sorvino is, Google him, and then you'll go, oh, yeah, 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 that guy. That guy's really good. There's this from an anonymous NFL coach on SI.com regarding Lamar Jackson, who's next to for a massive contract as a former MVP. Said the coach, anonymous, An anonymous defensive coordinator. Quote, I don't give a shit if he wins the league MVP 12 times. I don't think he'll ever be a one as a quarterback. Some people have jumped right on the whole see, see, black quarterbacks, there's still bias. People still see it through a racial lens. Yeah, no. I think Deshaun Watson is black. I don't think anyone's saying that about him, his suspension, we assume it'll be a suspension of some length, should be coming any time now, any day now. Tick-tock, tick-tock. Most teams begin their first official practice of camp this week, so stay on alert for that. Russell Wilson, same thing. There are plenty of black quarterbacks that people consider a QB1. The problem is Lamar Jackson is such a spectacular transcendent runner, and there's a feeling like he still, first instinct is to take off, that he's not a great passer. There are statistical people out there, Warren Sharp of Sharp Football Analysis is one of them, that has been banging the drum loudly of, look at his numbers, look at his numbers, here's a number, here's a number, here's a number, he's a great passer. I'm not sure Hollywood Brown felt the same way about it, or other wide receivers, what they think about it, but we'll see, he's got his mom as his agent. I, He's gotta get a real agent, doesn't he? For a contract of this size? They're talking about putting a roof on Soldier Field or building a completely new stadium in Arlington Heights. If they did build a brand new stadium that is somewhere not on the footprint of the old Soldier Field, they would likely lose their status as one of the three remaining stadiums without an official sponsor of the stadium. You couldn't build a new stadium and not put a corporate name on it if it's in Arlington Heights. If it's still at Soldier Field, though, it's different. There's a graphic I'm seeing, an artist rendition of this roof and the potential design, and the designer said the renovation would be a hybrid of Ford Field in Detroit and U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis. Many people have said, meh barf. Those are the football romantics that just want it to be open air. Old school football. Dick Butkus, Mike Singletary, The Fridge, Walter Payton. Yeah! Well, totally inefficient use of that many millions of dollars for a city to have a stadium that can barely be used 10 times a year. I think it looks beautiful, but you got to get over this whole old school Chicago Bears, we play outdoors because we're rough and tumble. A city like Chicago would really benefit if they could enclose Soldier Field and to have more events, more concerts, more stuff than just... 10 football games a year. The Cardinals are hot on pursuit of Juan Soto. The Celtics may be in the bidding for Kevin Durant. Now, these two stories are of specific concern to Milwaukee fans because it would suck in the division for the Brewers if the Cardinals added Soto, and it would suck for the Bucs in the East if the Celtics added Durant. Now, it all depends on what is given up to get those guys. But I would say that both those scenarios are less than ideal, to say the least. We got quarterback rankings going on. We got quarterback tiers being pushed out by various media members and or publications. The Athletic has tiers of quarterbacks. Am I jealous that they're stealing my idea, stealing my bit, Tears of a clown? that you don't rank teams one through 32, you group them into top tier, second tier, on down the list? No, I'm not jealous. I'm proud of it. Good. Take my idea. Run with it. There's no money in it. Besides, it may not have been just my idea. Ross Tucker, who I like, has his updated QB rankings for Twitter attention purposes, he says. Number one, Josh Allen. Wow. Josh Allen, the current king of QBs, in the television show about QBs. Patrick Mahomes, Michael Jordan, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, Kevin Durant, Joe Burrow, Russell Wilson. I'm going to throw out the the uh, two basketball players, Jordan and Durant, and just assume the other rankings are indeed what he believes. And then one more for you, and this is the kind of stuff that comes out in August. Tyreek Hill, new Miami Dolphin, on inconsistent third-year quarterback, Tua Tunga who I loved coming out of Alabama. But he has been Meh, so-so in Miami so far. Tyreek Hill just called him, quote, the most accurate quarterback in the NFL. Well. We shall see. Because guess what? They will keep track of accuracy this year in the NFL. They will count the passes. People will then grade the performances. They will look at the game film. They will do all kinds of next-level tabulations of throws and accuracy. I mean, well beyond what anyone would have done 30 years ago. And we'll see how it goes for Tua and Tyreek down there in Miami. I would love for them to be good. I'd love for them to be a hot combo. I'm a fan of Tyreek down there somewhere. It's a great line. It's a great play if you got it. Cheetah. Lord football has awoken, and it is glorious. Thank you for listening. Spread the word. Download, rate, and review. Be part of the Zabecast Nation. Sign up for Fridays contribute to the cause five dollars a month i know it's outrageous plus if you buy it for a year you get a month for free so it's 12 months for the price of 11 i thank every one of you who is one of my subscribers have yourself a great tuesday and we will see you next time 162 games of baseball a season can feel like a grind to watch, but you can put the excitement back into each and every game with MyBookie. Run lines, money lines, props galore. Nobody gives you more opportunities to win than MyBookie. Getting started is simple. Deposit $300 and play with $200 instantly. Just use promo code ZABE to claim a MyBookie deposit bonus. Whether you're a diehard fan or a newcomer to the sport, there's never been a better time to join the MyBookie family. Go ahead and sign up today using promo code ZABE to secure your first deposit bonus up to $1,000 with MyBookie. Whatever you put in, they'll meet halfway all the way up to $1,000. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.com.